Welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines. We're brought to you by Wenting Cycle and Mission. Here's your Wenting's word of the week. It is race. Mention that word to Bruce or any staff member the next time you are at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. Once again, your Wenting's word of the week is race. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. With the race season here, it's time to get serious with that training. Maximize your time and investment with effective workouts. Get the support you need from a human, not a computer screen. TriJoy can help. We'll meet with you face-to-face, discuss your goals, and make a plan to achieve them. Email for your free in-person consultation. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. See the link at the bottom of this page. Up on the show today, we have a return visit by Chilliwack pro cyclist Thomas Schlellenberg. Zach Newfeld is here with a brand new edition of Between the Ears, and to start things off, at the races. And here's your Fitspeak 70 at the races. Over in Abbotsford, the Fraser Valley's own version of the Sun Run. That's right, the Run for Water was held on Sunday, May 26. Some huge numbers participating in this year's event, and we have your top three male and female racers in each of the three distances. Zach? First of all, there were 1,900 participants in the 5K. What a busy day. And interestingly, in the 5K, first place was claimed by both Emily and Edward DeJagger in their gender categories, both in the age group of 14 to 16 years old. In the male category, first place was claimed by Edward DeJagger with a time of 16 minutes and 58 seconds. Blake Gooch took second place, finishing two minutes back. One minute behind him, coming across the finish line in 19 minutes, was Adam Slater. In the female category, the winner was Emily DeJagger, finishing in 20 minutes and nine seconds. Hannah Retchie, three minutes back, took silver. And third place was taken by Magdalene Epp, with a time of 23 minutes. In the 10K division, a performance that I'm sure everyone in the Canadian running community will be talking about all year, we have the youngster Sydney Swarenga from Vancouver making the news, coming in first in the women's division and second overall in an otherworldly 35 minutes and 55 seconds. The second female was Alma McMurtry, 39 minutes, and about a minute back was Abbotsford Triathlon coach Hilary Scott. In the men's division for the 10K and the overall race winner, David Jackson in 33 minutes, four minutes back for silver, Chris Warrington, and in third with a time of 37 minutes, 54 seconds, was Ryusuko Kubo. In the half marathon, Chris Voth won in just under 1 hour and 20 minutes. Second place was claimed by Ryan Coetzee, 7 minutes behind. And bronze was taken by Eric Hayes, a minute behind Coetzee. In the female category, Alexandra Siemens took the top of the podium with a time of 1 hour and 29 minutes. Two minutes behind her was Susie Slane, and Tanya Zarin claimed third in a time of 1 hour and 41 minutes. Most Canadian guys growing up want to be the next Pete Mahovlich or Wayne Gretzky or Sidney Crosby, but not very many know of Eddie Merckx, Bernard Henault, or Peter Sagan. 
But over the past few years out in Chilliwack, there's this young guy who's just been ripping it up on the bike. With a bit of help from Bruce Wenting and the local cycling community, this guy has just kept on getting better and better. Just recently, he's turned pro, riding for the BC-based DC Bank team. We did our first interview with Thomas Schellenberg a few months back and decided to follow him around as he learns the ins and the outs of the cycling trade. Today we check in with Thomas to see what life is like out there on the road as a rookie pro. Living on the road, my friend, was gonna keep you free and clean. And now you wear your skin like iron. Your breath is hard as kerosene Weren't your mama's only boy But her favorite one it seemed She began to cry when you said goodbye Sank into your dream and welcome to another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines coming to you from our mobile studios in Maple Ridge on the phone with a fella from Chilliwack, professional cyclist Thomas Schle- Schellenberg is on the line with us. Uh, welcome back to FitSpeak, Thomas. Thank you, Kevin. And how are you doing this well, wonderful evening in the Fraser Valley? It's a, it's a beautiful Wednesday. So tell us, um, last time we talked to you, you were on the verge of heading off, I believe it was, to Arkansas to do some racing? Uh, yeah, that's correct. And uh, how did that race turn out for you? Um, it went pretty well. Um, our, t- our team did really well, and I was able to help out a lot. And uh, yeah, I think overall it was, it was good. And what... Uh, where have you been racing in, say, the past uh, month or so? The past month or so, it's been uh, in New Mexico. And um, what have you been doing out in uh, New Mexico? Been altitude training for tour of the Gila. So we stayed up in the middle of nowhere for three weeks, including the race. So tell us about that. What was that like, uh, staying out in the middle of nowhere? What were your days like? What did you do at night? So not a lot of distractions out there in Baywood? No, no, it's uh, very serene. So eat, sleep, and train, and do it again the next day. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that you had a race at the end of that training session? Um, yeah, we had uh, the Tour of the Gila, which is a five-day stage race in Silver City, or based out of and that's in uh, New Mexico as well? Yeah. And how did that go for you, Thomas? Uh, it, went, it, went, it went all right. Um, I ended up not doing so well at stage two and not finishing, but, but uh, yeah, it's always 
always something to learn from each race that doesn't turn out so well. So what did you learn from stage two? Oh, I don't know. I just, I just blew up. Oh, okay, so it, was, uh, it wasn't a mechanical issue. It was, uh, it was something with the engine. Yeah, yeah. Trouble in the engine room. Mm -hmm. At what point in the stage did you uh, run into trouble, Thomas? So you made a big effort. Uh, how did that turn out for your sprinter then? Uh, I think he got third in the sprint jersey competition. So kind of paid off for your sprinter, but uh, not so much for yourself. Yeah, yeah not so much. So how long, uh, how long has it been since you returned from New Mexico? I think it's been about, about two weeks. And what have you been doing to, uh, to fill your calendars since then, Thomas? Mm-hmm. So tell us perhaps about some of the training effect. You were up in New Mexico at, I don't know, what was it, five, six, seven thousand feet? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, so when you came back to Chilliwack, of course, which is, you know, somewhere between 500 and 1,000 feet, did you feel like Superman or did that uh, training effect from the high altitude uh, wear off? Um, I mean, it's hard to tell what Superman feels like, but um, I, I did feel feel the difference and I can see it in my power numbers upon returning to new level so so I guess perhaps that uh, counts as Superman. So a bit of a training effect there so unfortunately you didn't have were you able to jump in any just kind of low-key races uh, since you came back with that uh, altitude effect? Uh, yeah I did one I jumped in on the road race in the, the Evo stage race And I suspect that turned out pretty well for you? Uh, it went okay. Um, I was there with a few teammates and Marco came second. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about training now. So you said you were kind of backing off on the duration and focusing on the intensity. Now when you're doing these intense rides, do you generally do them outside or are you uh, an indoor kind of guy? Usually outside, interesting. So, um, have you ever tried Swift? I have, yes, uh, during the during the off season. And what what's your what's what's your opinion on that kind of training? Is that your thing or not really? Um, it can be. It really does depend on the weather. Yeah. It'll, like when it's a day like today, it's not my thing. But I'll change my mind once there's snow on the ground. Yeah, absolutely. So make hay when the sun shines and the sun is shining on this Wednesday night. So talk to us about some of those training rides. Um, do you ride with headphones on when you do some training, whether it's outside or inside? Um, not usually. Um, and if I do, it's only ever with, with one yeah. headphone in. Yeah, it's just it's nice when you're riding out in nature just to, to have peace and quiet, I think. 
just to kind of listen to the sounds of the birds and of course uh, from a safety perspective if there's a big truck or something coming behind you you certainly want to be aware of that Which uh, leads me to the next question. Um, what kind of music do you listen to on these, uh, you know, say you're doing a workout session indoors, you've got the music crank. What kind of stuff you listen to, Thomas? Oh, it could be anything. Usually usually something with, uh, anything with, you know, a solid maybe 120 beats per minute plus. Okay. That helps uh, to get the mind in that, that, uh, that mode ready to go hard. Yeah, any favorite artists that you'd care to mention? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Thomas, i got to tell you, every time I ask a cyclist or a triathlete this question, and, and you're the first person ever not to mention this, everybody seems to mention ACDC. Do you listen to any of that? Well, you're gonna. The next time you're on the try ACDC, Hellway, uh, Hell's Bells, Highway to Hell. There's uh, you shook me all night long. There's there's some good stuff there. But uh, but if you don't listen to that, make note of what you're listening to, and I'd be uh, I'd be kind of interested in hearing what the uh, you know new generation of cyclists is listening to as they uh, you know put down the hard watts on a trainer. All right, I'll. Uh note to file so a couple of more questions for you here Thomas you were talking about training and you've got some other uh, upcoming races what would you consider your A race for the season um, I would say A race would probably be uh, national championships and when is that coming up that's going to be in kind of late late June is uh time trial crit and a road race right so that's coming up in late june which means we're getting kind of close to it um have you had an opportunity to take a look at the courses and kind of figure out how to uh structure your training and whatnot uh yes i have like, like i mentioned earlier i've been working on like 30 seconds in one minute, an hour, and uh, up to three minutes sometimes, and I think that's, for the, the road race course anyways, that's going to be the most important power profile to develop, just because that's, and it's also something I've been, I've been lacking. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's important to work on for, for national. Okay, sounds good. So one final question, Thomas, before we let you go for tonight. So you've been on the road for a while, you've been down to New Mexico, you've been to Arkansas. Um, any interesting stories from the road that you'd uh, care to share? Hmm. But yeah, it's 
So if a person's um, on their bicycle or in their vehicle in the next couple of weeks and they see Thomas Schlellenberg on his bike, uh, where are you likely going to be uh, doing your training in the next little while? Um, well, the next, the next three weeks I'll be in, well, first uh, North Carolina and then go back for a couple of weeks. So I guess they won't be seeing you around the roads of Chilliwack. No, um, no, not at least. But uh, when I'm when I'm here, then I I'll be training here. So it's some nice roads here. So I like it. Okay. So best of luck in your next uh, block of training and uh, best of health. I'd like to do another uh, interview with you probably in about a month, maybe six weeks, and um, I guess this will be after Canadian Nationals. So we'll also wish you the best of luck with your A race at the Nationals. Cool. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for uh, taking the time again, Thomas. Thank you, Kevin. It's the eye of the tiger. It's the dream of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our rival. And the last known survivor stalks his prey in the night. And he's watching us all with the eye of the tiger. I'm Zach Newfeld, and this is Between the Ears. Have you ever wondered why we listen to music or how it affects our athletic performance? According to science, this, the eye of the tiger, can get you ready to perform on a psychological and physiological level. It has the right combination of tempo, lyrical content, loudness, and musical style preference. At the 2016 Olympic Summer Games, Michael Phelps was seen keeping to himself listening to music. There's got to be something there. Training Peaks published an article called Training to the Beat, an insight to the benefits of music on athletic performance. Here's how to select the best tune to boost your performance. Pre-performance, stimulated music influences fight or flight response and elevates your heart rate. Faster tracks with a faster tempo and at a higher volume can increase pleasant and aroused emotional states. It can influence positive self-talk and flow state. During performance, motivation-rated music can improve ratings of perceived exertion. Music can prolong exercise. Increased efforts occur with increased music tempo, and how you're moving while you're exercising may be improved due to the rhythmical qualities of music, and this can lessen the energy demands of your activity. In addition to those benefits, music can also help you after that killer set in the pool or on the track. Your post-performance recovery time will be decreased, and slower music can slow your heart rate down and reduce blood pressure. Tips for selecting music. Look for tracks with a higher tempo, and that is of a loudness of moderate to high intensity for your exercises. Choose music with inspirational and positive lyrics. Choose slow, sedative music for after your exercises, and select tracks with clear, repetitive, rhythmical beats during exercises. Music can improve athletic performance. Many of us already use it, 
we've covered some of the benefits of music and some correlations between athletic performance and certain aspects of music. Hopefully this helps you select your athletic music in the future. For Between the Ears, I'm Zach Neufeld. And that's it for another edition of Fitspeak, the Fraser Valley's fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. Fitspeak is brought to you by Wenting's Cycle and Mission. Your Wenting's Word of the Week is race. Once again, your Wenting's Word of the Week, race. We're also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Whether your goals are iron, golden, or ultra, our low client-to-coach ratio ensures you get the one-on-one time you deserve to achieve your potential. It's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. See the link at the bottom of this page to book your free consultation and goal-setting session. We'd like to thank our guest this week, DC Cycling's Thomas Schlellenberg, and wish him the best at the Canadian National Cycling Championships in a few weeks' time. Be with us for Fitspeak 71 as we bring back Kevin Watt. We'll also have your Fit Flop of the Week and the upcoming event schedule. For all of us at Fitspeak, I'm Kevin Hines, Thanks for listening.